and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how you doing, man? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Always down to talk some more Metroid with you, man. So, doing great. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm super pumped again to be back. We had some really good feedback about our Metroid movie episode last week. Uh, some really interesting pitches. Did you hear anything that you'd want to uh, invest uh, some money from DAC Studios into? Uh, well, you know, now that you bring that up, yeah, a couple of people <laughs> I remember talked about like who they wanted to play certain characters. Now I'm going to have to scroll down my Twitter real quick to see if I can like find it. But Ooh, I know I, someone I had suggested... Yes, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Mads Mikkelsen for Adam. I was like, wow. That's like a very, very good pick that I just didn't think of at all. And so I love that. I think that was the best thing I saw. So, Yeah, that was great. And I, man, I just finished uh, Death Stranding not that long ago. And like mm. he was like, he was so good in that. And he, like, it really is good in everything. Hannibal is, is unbelievable. That would be a wicked casting choice, I think. Uh, I would definitely invest some money into that. Um, but we are here today to talk about Metroid Prime 4 and uh, kind of it's it's weird, unprecedented really delay that it got. But before we jump in there, I did want to uh, just quickly chat about a few quick and fun things. Um, so I've been playing. I've had some some extra time off here lately, and I've been playing some Metroid games. And uh, I think I said last week that I finally finished Federation Force. Mm-hmm. So I'm finally done that game, and I'm kind of I'm going in between two new Metroid games. Uh, I'm replaying Metroid for the NES. Mm-hmm. which I am convincing some of my peers over at Zelda Dungeon to uh, play as well. And for the first time, probably since it came out, I started Metroid Prime Hunters. Mm, love that game. Love that I game. I can't wait to dive deep into Metroid Prime Hunters, because I, um, just like with Federation Force, I have a lot of thoughts already about this game. I'm only, like, I'm only two missions in, but still, it's just, uh, it's very, there's a lot of meat on the bone. I think for us to dissect. Oh, absolutely! Uh, Hunters is such a like a game that I cherish a lot, and you know I do think it's a little unfortunate that like we can't like play Hunters and it's like Prime. Well, I guess like no pun intended, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> like when Hunters was first out, you know, when people really were playing it online and all that kind of stuff. Like the original yeah. like time of the game was so good and a lot of fun. So uh, I'm glad that you're playing it again. I should honestly replay it again. I'm sure it's in my my room somewhere but that's actually a really good idea because i love that game and i'm looking forward to talking about it in depth very soon yes i uh i i can't wait because i i think that uh my my perspective of hunters back then is very different from it now Um, okay yeah there's a lot of meat on the bone and speaking of bone actually dak (laughs) uh, this isn't metroid related at all but man i i had a fun time the two of us were were hanging out watching wrestlemania last night what what about that boneyard match, Undertaker oh. AJ Styles? What not about that boneyard match? I, <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, I gotta say, like no joke, that was the most I've enjoyed anything wrestling related like in so long. Like I was so like in into it. Like we were all having a great time, like laughing and like cheering it on. It was it was so good. It was perfect. It was ten out of ten. It was the perfect amount of cheesy and and funny and actiony and aj is is so good and un- honestly i really thought i mean undertaker super impressed me you know especially from like recent matches where everyone's like oh he's over the boat he's super washed um he I, he was perfect in that he was so good so good i feel like we should have a wrestling podcast too because i could talk for hours just about that one match and then 
more hours for the whole show and there's more tonight it was so good highly recommend it if you can find it on the internet somewhere i'm sure you can or bits and pieces of it watch that match it was awesome a biker taker like come on man it was so sick oh so good loved it loved it it was good stuff we were watching with a couple like non-wrestling fans too and even they're just like this is this is wild um i bring that up because i feel like the Undertaker from that Boneyard match would be like the perfect boss in Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> just, <laughs> just something. It was so ridiculous and outrageous that uh, that, uh, that I loved it. And uh, I'm glad that we got to watch that together because that was truly, uh, truly a once-in-a-lifetime kind of an experience. It really was. Yeah, it really was. All right, let's uh, let's get into it today. Let's dive into Metroid Prime 4. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what we're going to do is we're going to kind of walk you through a timeline about everything that we know about Metroid Prime 4 up until its delay. We're going to talk about our reactions and we're going to um, we're going to offer some insight about some very interesting things that uh, that happened along the way. Like we don't really know a lot about Prime 4, but like what we do know is already so fascinating that I think that this is already going to go down in Nintendo lore as like one of their most uh, I guess fascinating is the best word for it. Fascinating games. Like just the developmental cycle of this is, is unprecedented, but let's go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, E3 2017 and Metroid prime four is released. The logo comes across the screen. Dak, what, uh, take us back. What were your reactions and thoughts when you saw that? I mean, obviously both of us were jazzed, but like walk us through how you were feeling. I mean, you know, seeing anything Metroid-wise is is exciting. And, you know, I even remember when, like, Other M, when that trailer first came out, I was like, that was so cool. Not knowing what it was going to end up being. But anytime, like, a Metroid trailer comes out, I feel like it's always exciting. Or, like, the mention of a Metroid title. And, of course, Metroid Prime 4 is something that, like, a lot of people had been hoping for and thought it was going to happen. And to see it really, like, actually announced in and of itself... Because it's a prime game and we hadn't had him for so long. I was completely blown away. But, you know, at the same time, it was really just like that in the moment, like excitement, like, oh my God, they're actually making it. It really didn't go anything beyond that because obviously it was just like the logo. But you can give me, a, you know, a little bit of a fanfare and the logo and that's it. And I just the four or whatever it is, like, and you're good. And I was, I was so happy. It was awesome. And it gave me it gave me some hope. It was a it was a bright light in a dark time. So I loved it. Yeah, what a what a way to put it. I remember actually writing an article, which maybe we'll dive into in long form sometime on the podcast here. Um, and it was called the Metroid Conundrum. And when I wrote it, we had not had the announcement of Metroid Prime Four. And right. actually, we also got the announcement of Samus Returns that same E three. Although. In telling you almost everything you need to know about how Nintendo views Metroid, it was announced after the presentation during the Treehouse Direct Live thing or whatever, their their live play. So it wasn't announced during the big show, and that's kind of another reason why Samus Returns maybe didn't do the numbers that it potentially should have. But I remember seeing Metroid Prime 4, and I was just like, oh my god, this this is it. Like, I've been waiting 10 years for a new Metroid game. And at the time, I was thinking, like, you know, okay, so the the first year of the Switch, we've got Breath of the Wild, we've got Mario Odyssey, we've got Splatoon. Like, maybe maybe Metroid Prime 4 is going to be a year 2 or a year 3 kind of a title. So, like, hold us over. Because, like, we got enough 
to keep us going for right now. So I was I was incredibly, incredibly excited. But what that announcement told me was that the game, if at all, was was barely getting started in development. Um, and it's very un-Nintendo-like to show just like a logo of something and say that they're working on it. Um, Bethesda is is kind of renowned for that. And I'm pretty sure that they did that. They said that they were working on the Elder Scrolls Six. They said they're working on that that Starbound game or whatever it's called. But like nothing's actually done. They just showed us the logo. So I, I feel like that's kind of the same thing with Metroid Prime 4. At E3 2017, Metroid Prime 4, I don't believe was very far along into development if into development at all like i'm sure that they had plans that said that like we're gonna make this game this is kind of the style this is the rough story this is what we want to do but like in terms of actually wiring something together in terms of like like even footage i i really don't think that they were there yet and that um if they were we would have seen something beyond just the title does that sound like does that sound like kind of fair in your eyes Oh, years, for, for yeah, for sure. Like, definitely when I saw it, I, I had to think, like, there's absolutely no way they've started development on this game. This is purely like a, hey, like, we're going to do it kind of thing. Like an IOU, like, all right, like, it's going to happen. Don't worry about it. And I think they knew that was enough. Like, that's probably why they kind of just announced it ahead of time. Even though it is kind of un-Nintendo-like, I think with Metroid Prime, because it's a franchise that isn't, like, a guaranteed sell, like Zelda or Mario or Pokemon for a lot of, you know, Nintendo well, uh, console owners or whatever it is. Um, just getting it out there and, like, giving hope to people who might actually care already, I think was something that might have been out of character but was probably the right thing to do. And also, by the way, yeah, you were right that they uh, announced Samus Returns on the, the Treehouse. I thought that was funny because I remember distinctly being so excited for Metroid Prime 4 that 20, 30 minutes later, I then remembered, oh yeah, there was another Metroid game. Like, imagine having yeah. that problem where you are you have too many Metroid games to even, like, keep on, like, the forefront of your mind. Like, wow, you're so excited for one, you completely forgot that there's actually two Metroid games coming out. Um, of course, one much earlier than the other. But yeah, I distinctly remember, like, completely almost forgetting about Samus Returns and then going back and like, oh wow, yeah, there's actually this Metroid game that has gameplay I can I can look at right now. I was just so ecstatic for for prime four and i think they knew like metroid prime is a, t a name or you know just the four where like you can do that and get away with it because it, it has that pedigree as a name and, like, the, you know metroid prime like it's going to be a good game like i mean not necessarily like you know just because it happened in the past doesn't mean snap in the future but track record wise metroid prime's been pretty solid so it's a title that when you see it or if there's something related to it of course it's going to get people excited regardless so i think they kind of knew that um yeah, but the Sam, but it is a good point how like how they treat Metroid, where Samus Returns, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, Samus Returns, like wow, a, a Metroid Two remake like on the 3DS, like that's actually like pretty awesome and wild, like surprising you didn't have like a whole trailer for that. Yeah, and and to put it into perspective, so E3 happens in June, and Samus Returns is announced in June and releases in September of that year. So like it was um it was a very short turnaround time, which is strange because like. In hindsight, hindsight booking here, what what I would have done is like had my trailer for uh, Samus Returns, have the release date pop up, like get it in the presentation, get people excited about that. And then um, I would have had the teaser for Metroid Prime 4 at the end. And actually, this is this is a whole like different path that we're going to go down. But uh, and we won't go down on, on this episode, but we will in the future. 
I would have actually had Samus Returns come out for the Switch, and I would have charged full price for it. And I bet you that it would have done numbers, more numbers than it did on the 3DS if it, if it had. But I guess that's that's not really a topic for today. It was it was kind of, um, you know, it was awesome the way that they announced Metroid Prime 4. It wasn't like the main event of the presentation per se. It was kind of in the middle of the show. But yeah, I just remember being absolutely just stoked but also thinking that it was probably going to be a while before we actually saw the game for sure because again it's just very unintended like um let's fast forward to november 2018 where um reggie fils is basically saying something along the lines and confirming what we thought so he he was quoted as saying and i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of lightly quote what he said here he basically said something akin to we typically only show games that are six to nine months out, but we knew that there was a desire and a high demand among Metroid fans for Metroid Prime 4. So basically, we made the exception to show people that were working on this game mm-hmm. um, to, to let them know that like it is coming. So I always thought that that was really cool that uh, that they did that because, uh, like again, at the time, it's been... It's been seven years since Other M, and we had Federation Force come out, which was a disaster. So it really did feel nice to just be assured that, like, okay, Nintendo does know that there are some diehard, diehard Metroid fans out there that are, you know, that are really clamoring for a new title. So I remember, I remember reading that, and that gave me um, a little bit of hope in terms of how Nintendo sees Metroid. Yeah, this was, you know. This was right. I think this was uh, right before Ultimate came out, and this would had been a few months since like Ridley was announced for Ultimate, and I'm pretty sure at this point Dark Samus was also known to exist as well. I think at the same time. So like this is you know you have two Metroid characters being added to Smash. You have Samus Returns been out for uh, you know over a year now. So at that point for me it was like I'm already feeling really good. Like the best I probably have as a Metroid fan in a long time. So when I saw that statement, I do remember feeling uh, very similarly like, yes, like they still are. It's it's not just like kind of lip service. They're actually still working on it, which this could still be lip service, too. And, you know, it was, I guess, to some degree because I ended up, you know, uh, delaying development. But still, uh, you know, it was nice to like have it mentioned. And I think it's also like it's interesting because so many other franchises that Nintendo owns, like they have new information and news coming out for games like almost all the time. And, like, looking at this timeline, we're getting, like, drip-fed, like, bare, like, <laughs> morsels of stuff. But that's still enough for me because I'm like, damn, it's better than nothing. Like, I would love to be getting new games and, and new info all the time like all these other Nintendo fans. So at least, like, someone comes out and mentions Metroid because there are a bunch of games that don't even get mentioned. Um, so this was great to have, like, new characters in Smash. We know Metroid Prime 4 is coming out. Sam's Returns was out. Reggie's talking about Metroid. Like, I feel like you couldn't feel any better at this point. This is, like peak metroid fan excitement right now in like the current metroid era um so this was definitely another high point for sure along the the timeline for what it's worth yeah that's a great point too actually that we skipped over so e3 2018 i i believe that like ridley was actually like the main event announcement in that game or in that presentation was he not because we had the trailer for smash ultimate where everyone everyone is here and then like they capped it off with Ridley finally coming into Smash. I remember losing my mind over that. That was a huge moment. Yeah, that was uh, that was the last thing that you saw before they went into, you know, the the treehouse segment. And yeah, oh, I lost my mind there. Like I was I was at work and I like absolutely lost my mind. 
um, the most exciting thing of my life. It was great. You know, I wanted Ridley since forever. Everyone knows how much I love like Ridley and wanted Ridley in Smash. So having him finally in Smash was so amazing, so perfect. It was too late, but better late than never. Um, you know, it should have happened years ago, but yeah, that was an exciting part too. So like, you know, you kind of put that all together, you know, when you're going into the end of 2018, there's a lot of good news for, for Metroid fans overall. I mean, maybe if you're not a, a Smash fan, then I guess the Ridley and Dark Samus stuff in Smash isn't like too much for you, but at the very least you could appreciate that like more representation for Metroid in some kind of media at all is good. So, uh, you know, still definitely a good time. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like you nailed it. Even if you're not a Smash Bros. fan, if you don't like Smash Bros., like it's it's kind of like a like a status symbol almost having yeah. you know X amount of characters in there. So yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and by the end of 2018, in the we're you know we're feeling pretty good. In that same November 2018 interview, uh, Reggie is quoted as saying, "Internally, we have expectations about when Metroid Prime Four is going to be released." We haven't announced it yet, but yeah, the game is well into development. So like 2018 ends, we're feeling pretty good. We're we're going into 2019 and we're just like, you know, could we could we get some Metroid Prime 4 news at the next direct, maybe a trailer, maybe a release date. Like I think that we were all thinking that we were going to see it at E3 2019 when the calendar rolled into 2019. However, we have the absolute bombshell January 25th, Metroid Prime 4 is delayed indefinitely, and uh, Nintendo's Shinya Takahashi came out and basically says that uh, the game as it is has failed to meet the company's standards for a Metroid Prime sequel, and Nintendo didn't want to disappoint fans with a lackluster release. The company will hire Retro Studios, the development team behind the original Metroid Prime trilogy, to help with Metroid Prime 4 and rebuild the game from the ground up, which essentially means restarting development from the beginning so the completion of the game will be delayed from our initial eternal plan. Uh, obviously, there's a lot to unpack with this announcement. Let's start with the obvious. What was your what was your reaction to hearing this? Yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, how it went down exactly because I know the announcement was made and I remember there being rumors about who was involved and why it was being like done over. And I don't remember if those rumors were out before or after the announcement, but that being said, um, when I, I remember when I heard the announcement that it was going to be delayed, I honestly wasn't really bothered at all because I know what happens when a bad Metroid game comes out. So if you're going to delay the game because that's not up to your standards, then take all the time you want. Right. I was happy right. that like, well, I wasn't happy that it was going to be delayed, and obviously I wanted to come out as soon as possible. And that development wasn't going great, obviously sucks. But that they're being very like, you know, aware of the quality that is expected of this kind of game and what people are looking forward to. And you know, we haven't had a proper Metroid game or even a proper you know Metroid Prime game in so long that to work on the game now, like over a decade later, uh, you really got to be doing all you can to make it worthwhile. Like not just to kind of like half-ass it you know so like to, yeah. if you if you're gonna do it you might as well do it right and so i appreciated that they were gonna make sure that they were gonna you know have it done right the delay sucked but i was ha i was i was happy like wow great they're actually really treating this with like a lot of like the due diligence they should be doing and like really want to make sure that it's an a plus game so i wasn't really disappointed other than the fact that yeah i made my mouth to wait a little longer to play it yeah, and there's like there's so much to unpack in that 
um, in that announcement that it, it took me, obviously I was, I was incredibly disappointed and I was like, ah, it's been so long and now it's, it's, you know, it's probably going to add years to the release date of Metroid Prime 4. But I'm, I'm also kind of the same way where I'm like, you know what? A lot of studios would have basically just tried to course correct and patch it up and released mm-hmm. kind of a game that maybe they knew wasn't wasn't a 10 out of 10, but they could fix it up and they could make it a 7 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10. And to me, it was great that Nintendo wasn't willing to do that. They were just like, you know, this is a 10 out of 10 game or bust. Because I, right. I feel like, like Metroid doesn't sell, like you said, it's not an automatic seller like a Zelda or Pokemon or Donkey Kong. So like... I, I think that the quality of Metroid has to be at that really high level in order to facilitate the sales that it gets. Like all of the best-selling Metroid games are also the best Metroid games and the worst-selling Metroid games are the worst Metroid games. It's so like, I feel like there's a direct link with the Metroid series between quality and how well it sales. So my initial thought was like, okay, really disappointing, but take all the time that you need and make the game and release it and it'll be perfect when it comes out and i still feel that way but moving beyond that it's actually like it's a little bit more troubling when you think about it because you how do i articulate this i i guess i could never see zelda being in that same position you know what i mean where like nintendo for it it just made me it made me wonder like well okay like who's working on this game in 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 order for Nintendo to basically come out and say like, this isn't good enough. We're restarting. Like, isn't Nintendo working on this game? Like, isn't, and, and they never really came out and said who was actually developing Metroid prime four. And there's a lot of rumors about who was, which we'll get to in a second, but mm-hmm. like it, they, it's just like, don't you have like, don't you have hands on this? Don't you have eyes on this? Like, how did it get to this point? And you can kind of go back and make the argument that like, the same thing happened with Metroid Prime, the original, and what a troubled development that was. But I, I was a little bit concerned because I was like, I was like, you know, how did it how did it get to this point where like we need to completely scrap everything and restart? So that was a little bit worrying. And then I started thinking too, like, um, the Switch is on such a such a hot streak. Like I I hope that I hope that that hot streak is still intact by the time that Metroid Prime 4 releases because I feel like Prime 4 is like the opportunity to kind of level up the Metroid series. You know what I mean? So like there was a lot to unpack there, I feel like, in that announcement where like I kind of felt like you did, but then as as I thought about it more, I was like, this is also a little bit concerning. Hmm. Uh, so twofold there. Uh, for me, I think it's, it's hard to compare with like Zelda because... Other games, like, because they're made more often and more frequently, they have so many more, like, foundation, uh, like, foundational components to work with, past games and engines and, and employees that have worked on these games. Where if a Zelda game like Breath of the Wild 2, for example, like, somehow, like, fell out of development, they had to restart it. They can build on the foundation of, of Breath of the Wild, of Skyward Sword, of all these previous Zelda games that have come out recently. They could take from it and really kind of get back on track a lot easier. This game is being built from the ground up 
from, a, as far as we knew, a completely new team that was completely detached from the old assets, the old team, the old timeline, everything, and a game making a sequel to a game 13 years later. So I think it's a little more understandable that they are going to end up having to start over if things don't go, go well. Actually, for me, I would have been more worried if Reggie came out and said, yeah, everything's good, don't worry about it, because they'd be like, how is everything good? Like, you guys haven't made a Metroid Prime game in 13 years or, you know, at the time, 11 years, whatever it is. Um... And, and you're telling me everything's all hunky-dory? Like, there's no way. Like, at the very least, like, don't tell me anything at all. But I like that they came out and said, like, okay, they're restarting this. This isn't going to, like, um, go the way where we're, we're initially working on it or how we planned it. We're starting it over. That made sense to me and was reasonable because I knew that they're making this from the ground up. They're making it from nothing, essentially. So... I, I wasn't necessarily worried. I actually was kind of like, all right, cool. Like that's, that makes sense. Like that seemed good. If, if they came out and said, yeah, everything's totally good. That I'd be a little worried about. Uh, the second point you said of, you know, trying to kind of strike the iron while, while it's hot on the switches, you know, hot streak, definitely a good opportunity to release. I think any game when the, when the system's hot, but at the same time, if you release the game towards the end of the life cycle, you're going to have like more potential users at that time. You're going to have more potential people who have bought the system over the course of those years. People aren't going to be throwing out their switches after the hot streak of people buying it the first three years. Like they're going to still have them. So if anything, I feel like the install base will be higher towards the end of the life cycle potentially, or it should be. So Prime 4 might have the benefit, maybe not necessarily of striking earlier when Odyssey and Breath of the Wild and whatnot did, but it'll be at the end where there might be a larger install base, a larger user base, and they can really kind of, you know, reel in the benefits of that. And there's so many more play people that have the Switch. That means them a lot more people that are going to be potentially buying and playing Metroid Prime 4 when it comes out. And they already have the confidence of the Switch having good games on it already they might already own it they might be into metroid more now etc so um i don't necessarily think it's a bad thing on either on either thing that's just me though um you know what? you made a great point about the install base rising as time goes on but like i my only counter to that which i feel maybe it's an anomaly but like nintendo has this weird thing where the later in its in its console's life the game releases the worse it does and a good example of that is um like other m or let's say legend of zelda skyward sword like the Wii sold 100 million units but like those games did considerably worse than metroid prime 3 or twilight princess or those games that were just released before so maybe like i i think you have a good point and i think you could be right but also like there is a little bit of worrying history i guess on that side too that tells us like maybe there's something about nintendo consumers that are just like um okay like well, maybe we've got our fix now. We don't need to buy any more games. I don't know, hmm. but it, it was a little bit worrying to me. That's that's true, actually. Yeah, I was kind of trying to look on like the bright side of it, I guess, on, on that account. But <laughs> that being that being said, um, well, I think if I remember, didn't Skyward Sword like need like the Motion Plus to to be played, or maybe I'm yeah. So like, didn't that like limit the amount of people that ended up buying the game because like maybe they didn't have that though? I guess it got packaged with it too, so I guess not. Um, and you could be right. Other M, I don't know. Maybe it's a Metroid is just like, not like it wasn't like selling well already. So maybe like it really compounds that issue for more niche franchises, um, for Skyward Sword being affected by it. I don't know. Yeah. So you could be right there. De I mean, it's definitely, you're definitely not wrong in that having Metroid Prime out earlier in the Switch's life cycle would probably be good, but I don't think it should hurt that much. I think at the end of the day, like if when Metroid Prime 4 comes out and like, 
people are still going to have the Switch. I don't know, like, if Nintendo's planning, like, a successor to the Switch at all right now. So I feel like Metroid Prime 4 should still hopefully come out reasonably uh, not too late in the life cycle of the, of the console. But we'll see. But, yeah, I think that is something to keep in mind. Like, the longer we wait for the game, maybe the less people that end up, might, up, might end up potentially playing it. Who knows? God, can you imagine if the next system was, like, the Switch U or something <laughs> stupid the like switch. that? <laughs> Um, yeah, it, you know, I don't, I don't think you're wrong either. I think, like, generally speaking, more units sold means a greater chance for your game to do well. So, um, we'll, we'll see, I guess. I was, I was trying to rack my brain and think if, like, if this had ever happened before. And, and I'm sure that there's been many a time where, like, a game isn't going well and they've, like, restarted development on it. But, like, I, I wonder if it's ever happened so publicly before. And it makes me think, like... Like, wow, Nintendo, <laughs> it's just another thing for Metroid that Nintendo, like, just got wrong, even though they were trying to do right. You know, they came out and told everybody way before they probably should have that Metroid Prime 4 was in development and that people were working on it, and it totally just backfired right in their face in, in terms of, like, how this game is actually turning out. It's so, like, it, it kind of made me wonder, I'm like, do I remember a game like this ever before? And you mentioned Breath of the Wild. It actually kind of made me somewhat think of that, even though I think that game's delay was mostly because they were porting it to Switch. But, like, when Breath of the Wild got delayed, it went dark for, like, a year. And we didn't hear about it until, I want to say, E3 2016. So that that's the only other example of a game, like, that had this very public um, delayment and almost like, like, we're scrapping this. Like, there have been plenty of projects before that have been canceled, but, like, never i i just can't think of anything like this can you no i really can't uh, maybe because i'm still like looking a lot at metroid specifically but yeah i can't really think of like a nintendo game that has specifically sounded so much like this and you know i think when you end up looking at you know a lot of metroid games or a lot of nintendo games in general yeah they kind of have that very smooth like development course for the most part like nintendo kind of yeah. wants to keep things like very like clean and there's no issue here um so you don't really hear about it very often where i think you do hear about it a lot more from like third part studio uh, studio uh, third party studios or on other platforms you kind of hear more about like the ups and downs and trials and tribulations of the development cycle nintendo yeah it's kind of very uh patchwork and clean so um yeah i really can't think of too much and i think also it's uh, even more so extenuated from Met it's Metroid Prime, we a game series we haven't seen in a while. So like for it to be a, a development of a game that like, of course it happens with this game, right? Like we can't just have the clean development. It has to have with this. Um, I can't really think of like such a high profile game that is uh, at least in recent memory that has had, I hope people maybe after they listen to the episode on Twitter have some good examples of maybe their, their favorite uh, games that were developing and then weren't <laughs> in, in history. Um, and interestingly enough, I feel like Retro Studios was also one of those, not very recently, but when they originally were involved in Metroid Prime, they were working on, what was it, like Raven Blade, I think it was called, and like some other games yeah. that they were trying to put on GameCube and ended up working on Metroid Prime. And who knows what they were working on before they were asked and tapped to work on Metroid Prime 4. I don't remember. I'm not sure if anyone potentially knew what they were working on at the time. So I feel like that's actually kind of uh it's a little bit of a tradition for metroid you know the development has to kind of <laughs> something has to get start over or get canceled or something for a metroid game to be made some sacrifice needs to be made 
for it makes, it makes me games. think of that that old Nickelback song when in just when things are looking good for Metroid, something's got to go wrong because you're feeling too good about it. Uh, I'm I'm from Alberta. Nickelback's from Alberta. Everybody, don't send me any hate tweets for referencing. Nickelback's them, not that bad. It's a it's you, you everyone likes I, to I hate agree. on Nickelback, but everybody sings along to Photograph. Okay, right? Heroes a banger. That's all I'm saying. Rockstar. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, let us know what you think of Nickelback at Omega Metroid Pod. Should Nickelback um, okay. do the next Metroid Prime for soundtrack? Yes. yes. God, can you just imagine thing. Chad singing along to? Oh man! You remember how, like in Halo Two, they had like Incubus and like Breaking Benjamin on the soundtrack? They had, that's what they got to do with Metroid Prime Four. They need like Nickelback and like Imagine Dragons. That you know, those <laughs> seem like the bands that Nintendo would hire too. Like they're trying to be hip, so they're like, yeah, I know kids like Nickelback, right? Oh, that would be so good. That's very <laughs> so Nintendo. bad. It would be good. All right, so we're still in uh, January twenty fifth here, uh, and we're still on the the delay. There's a lot of reverberating parts that's coming from this one thing that i thought was key from um from takahashi's announcement is like they they basically just publicly bury the developer of metroid prime 4 and say like this isn't this isn't going as well as it should Uh, we're not satisfied it's not good we're restarting and now we have a new developer so like they never explicitly say who it is but like man they they drag them like they they really just drag them and make them look bad so like i can't imagine that team ninja is back in any form or fashion um after the whole other m debacle um mercury steam made the really celebrated samus returns so like and, and i and i feel like if they were working on a metroid game it would be probably a 2d metroid maybe another remake maybe metroid 5 or something along those lines so like it just makes me wonder, like, who who's working on this game, and why isn't it Nintendo? Because I, I can't see Nintendo dragging their own teams like that in public. So there's a couple rumors floating out there that maybe it was it was Bandai Namco and their Singapore studio, but it it that's like such an interesting question to me is like, who did they get to do this game that it went so badly that Nintendo really just like, you know, kind of kind of blasted them in public like this yeah it's interesting you, you said they dragged and blast them because like i definitely don't agree they didn't even name them so how could you drag them you know like i have no idea who it was so how like i feel like they are kind of eh, it wasn't going great they they were polite yeah they were polite, it, for sure but you know but yeah. it's like they didn't we have no idea who it is and uh you mentioned bandai uh, namco what i remember reading at one point that it wasn't just like singapore studio it was like multiple studios they had like this Bandai Namco studio working on this portion of the game and Singapore working on this portion of the game and, and this studio working on that portion of the game. And I mean, I, I, I swear I, I read this in at least one or two like rumor articles, or whatever it was. It was all rumors, all speculation, but um, that piece of information stuck out to me because I felt like, well, that's obviously why development probably wasn't going well. Uh, I mean, there are tons of games that have been developed by different teams or having like the multiplayer right. and the single player worked on by different teams, whatever it is. So that's certainly not out of the question and has historically led to sometimes issues in many games because, you know, the quality will suffer on one part of the game or the other. Uh, they might not have enough resources. They might not have the know-how or the technical position to really do their part of the game compared to the other side. 
So when I heard that and I heard, wow, there are three or four different Bandai Namco studios working on this game. No wonder they restarted development. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. So if that is true, I wouldn't be surprised. That's kind of where they went with it, where maybe they decided, even though they wanted to make this Metroid Prime 4 game, they still maybe didn't want to go all in, right? So they kind of, you know, worked with a studio that had like all these different um, assets around the world to try and start like working on it in different bits and pieces. But then when they, you know, left it to cook and, and to, to incubate and whatnot and let the developers have their way and then they came back and they saw, oh, this isn't going well. This is this part of the game is not doing great here. Or this is not doing well here and whatever. Ah, it's just a mess. That's just scrap it. That would make sense to me. I think that's probably where it went. I don't think it maybe it was just one necessarily like one individual studio. I can see them as, uh, you know portioning it off to one developer to another developer i don't think it was team ninja i definitely don't think they would have done that uh mercury steam i don't think so either i they, really they still don't seem to be working on like that kind of a scale of a game so um yeah why they wouldn't just start like doing it like under their own roof like if they're gonna go out of their way to even make metroid prime 4 at all like i was saying earlier why not like you got to make it a 10 out of 10 game you can't like you know slack but if that's the case then why would they give development to start off with on these you know multiple studios who end up you know having to scrap it, it. so yeah, you know exactly. i don't know it, it's it's hard yeah i really it doesn't without all the details it's so hard to parse it and try and figure it out but um that seemed to make sense to me but still i don't know why nintendo would do it in the first place uh, yeah totally like it's 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 a conundrum because i i read I must have read the same thing because originally I read it was um, Singapore Studios and then it was like the Japanese studio and then it was it was uh, like all these different uh, divisions of, of Bandai Namco making this game. And like, first of all, I'm thinking to myself like, okay, what has what is Bandai Namco made that tells me that they can make a good first person adventure game and nothing really comes to my mind. And like I did a quick little Google search of their games and what they're like really known for and again nothing really inspires confidence and i'm not saying that you necessarily have to have like experience making a game in the same genre but it does help so i just like i wonder why um again nintendo was like okay let's just let's trust someone else to make this really big game and then like i get that metroid prime 4 isn't gonna sell pokemon numbers or zelda numbers but like Still, it, it's it's going to be a very uh, important game, I think, for a for a niche part of your audience. So it it did strike me as weird. I think you're right. If they had like, if they had tons of hands of the cookie jar, I could definitely see how that went wrong. Um, and you know, it, it just makes me wonder, like, okay, why didn't we just go to Retro Studios in the first place? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like they're not working as as far as we know. They weren't working on anything during this time period. The last game that they released was was Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Um, and that was like that was six years ago. So like why didn't we just go to them in the first place? Well, there's another thing I, I heard too, where and again I don't remember if this was in the same article, if this is true or not, or where I heard it from, but because it all kind of blends together, it's been a while. But I remember that it wasn't even just like Nintendo going to retro and be like, Hey, salvage this. It was, they were having issues with development and retro came to them and said, Hey, we have this cool idea for Metroid. Uh, let us work on it again. And Nintendo was like, Oh wow. That's so convenient. Cause <laughs> screw this. <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. You know, Like that's what I remember reading. So I was like, wow, that would have been, you know, that's like a perfect storm almost kind of thing there. 
where, um, you know, you'd be able to jump in and say, oh, hey, this isn't going very well. Or maybe they didn't even know it was going very well. But, like, coincidentally, the Retro shows up and says, hey, we have a great idea for Metroid game. Just as it so happens, Nintendo's having troubles working on or, ha you know, whatever studio it is working on that game already. Um, yeah, so maybe maybe that's how it ended up going. Like, maybe Retro just was kind of in the right place at the right time and, you know, was able to, to strike when needed. Um, so, but yeah, at the same time though, I think Bandai Namco wasn't like, if it is true that they were working on it, I don't think it's necessarily like the craziest thing that Nintendo would lean on them to do it. Like they've had to lean on them for games previously they were involved with Smash. So, I mean, if you give them Smash, then you can trust them to work on Metroid. I think they probably saw that. And, you know, thinking about recent Nintendo IPs and games, if you remember back to Splatoon, Splatoon, the original development of that came from the Animal Crossing team, you know, who, as far as I know, had no experience with uh, first-person shooters or third-person shooters for Splatoon, and they ended up creating a really fantastic series. So um, That's actually pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at it that way, I don't think it necessarily would have barred them out. But, yeah, it does kind of make you think, like, why wouldn't they just gone to develop in themselves at first or go to retro first or go to... Um, I actually, I thought that maybe Platinum might be behind Metroid Prime 4. Um, so I thought maybe they'd be working with them. So, yeah, it, again, hard to know. But I do think that maybe Retro kind of just swooped in at, like, the 11th hour at the time. It was like, hey, um, I don't know if any of you all have, uh, remember this idea, but the uh, if you've read, like, Metroid wikis, uh, the Metroid 1.5 thing, that, like, that concept idea that kind of led to Metroid Prime 2 that Retro developed at one point. One of my favorite things to read on the uh, the Metroid uh, wikitroid. But uh, maybe they maybe they came out with that. That would have been cool to, to mention things from Metroid 1.5. But anyway, uh, yeah, maybe just Retro just kind of came in at the right time. Nintendo was having issues, and it, and it worked out. And now they're, they're behind the behind the wheel. Um, a potential casualty of this as well is I heard rumors, and you probably heard the same rumors too, that Retro was working on like a Star Fox racing game. Did you hear that? I do remember that, yeah, because that was another E3 rumor, I think, too, yeah. which was like a Star Fox like F-Zero kind of racing game. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I I got to be honest, when I heard that, I was like, yes, necessary sacrifice. I, I was just like, yes. <laughs> I, I thought that would be cool, but like, yeah, I, I feel like that, that would have been cool. If it ever existed is definitely no more um all right so let's let's finally fast forward the timeline here the next bit of news that we get or the next bit of noteworthy news that we get i should say is april 2019 we see an ad from retro studios that they are hiring an art director for metroid prime 4 now we see retro studio ads that you know on their twitter account it's not used for news it's mostly just used for job postings and stuff like that but I thought that this one was actually um, noteworthy because, to me, an art director is like kind of kind of a big deal and like the the pre-planning of a game because if you don't have your art direction down, then you can't start coding and creating the different worlds, the different enemies, and stuff like that. So this, like this, kind of told me that we're like we're really like really behind. Like we're starting. And I know that they said that they were starting from scratch, but like, like they're not using anything that they had from the original development. So like, um, it told me like, you know, you can spend up to like, you could, you could spend probably a year easy just mapping out the art direction for how you want to make this game. So it, it tells me that like, we're still a couple years away from Metroid prime four seeing the light of day. Hmm. 
Yeah, uh, you're probably right. I I know nothing about game design and game development, so for, well, what do I know about if they're hiring something or not? And definitely, you can certainly glean from it that like, yeah, they're they're hiring someone, an art director, a role in that position might lead you to think that the game's still a long ways away. I actually took it as, oh, that's good. Like, they are able to hire people, so development must be at least not going badly. That's how I took it. Whenever I see a company's hiring, it's usually, like, one of two things. Like, oh, they've replaced a whole ton of people, and they're rehiring people at lower wages, which doesn't seem to be the case with Retro. As far as we know, they have no financial issues and don't seem to be struggling in any kind of way. The other time is when people, when companies are hiring is when things are good and they can afford to hire. They can afford to expand their, their team or add people who might bring in new insight. Uh, and as far as I know, games can have multiple art directors and multiples uh, of different things. So maybe they had two solid art directors. They wanted a third solid director. They wanted a, a third solid art director. They wanted a fourth solid art director, whatever it is. Um, I, so, yeah, I remember seeing this and I was like, oh, good. Like they're able to hire people. And it's not like a low position. It's a it's an important position. So I actually kind of took that as a good thing as far as I thought. I'm like, all right, they're able to hire. They have some more flexibility potentially. They may bring in someone new to the table that can add something to the game they might not necessarily have now. Um, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't worried. But at the same time, yeah, it still kind of also made me think mm, we still might be a ways out, but we might not be. Maybe that's just the normal process. Like you, they maybe they're they're getting closer. Maybe by adding more manpower they're getting even closer not necessarily that the art director is like specifically doing things but you know adding more people to the team maybe it gets done better maybe it gets done more efficiently maybe it gets done quicker who knows that's how i took actually it. that that's really that's a great way of, of looking at it uh definitely a glass half full and actually i let me be absolutely clear i know even less than anybody listening about how to make a game so like to me i like in my head when i saw that i'm thinking to myself okay so like if they're if they're shooting the Lord of the Rings movie, somebody's got to draw out what the what the ring wraiths look like before they can actually like cast them, make the costumes, get the special effects. So to me, I was just like, oh man, like this is uh, you know, we're we're still a ways away, like we're in the planning stages. But what you just laid out actually doesn't sound like it doesn't sound wrong at all. It sounds uh, it sounds plausible at at least, or as plausible as like okay, we're just. Now we're just getting the ball rolling. So um, that's that's definitely a, a really nice glass half full kind of a viewpoint. And I'm, and I'm glad that you said that because I hope that that's true. Um, okay, so we're, you know, we're, we're kind of uh, jumping to the end of the timeline here. The latest thing that I saw about Metroid Prime 4 actually happened last week where um, uh, on March 24th, an online retailer uh, <laughs> supposedly leaked Metroid Prime 4's release date, and if you can believe this, the supposed release date is October of 2020. So, I don't know about that. That that seems uh, that seems uh, a little bit too good to be true. I think that that you know a lot of times you have Amazon like releasing release dates that are just like completely off and they're completely wrong. A lot of them are placeholder dates. Um, I think that this one in particular, I think it said it released on the 30th, which typically, I could be wrong here, but the light research that I did for this, typically a placeholder release date is like the first or the last day of the month. So I guess that's what gave this a little bit of credence, but man, like to me, October, 2020 seems like completely unrealistic. Yeah. I think that's just 
I don't even know where they would have gotten that information from, <laughs> you know, like what, how could you possibly like, other than being straight up told that that's what it is and it's accurate, but there's, I don't think like from what we've seen in the development cycle, what we know, like what little we know, but still what we know kind of tells us like, there's no way this game is ready in 2020 uh, at all, October, let alone. So um, yeah, I do think like, I feel like often when I see like, I think, I think uh, Metroid Prime 4 was also, like, quote-unquote leaked one time on, like, Best Buy, and, like, the release date was, like, December 31st of that year or something like that. I'm like, okay, like, this is obviously, like, the titles just added to the site and somebody along the line, along the workflow, along the chain of command, like, put in the wrong date or the system, like, kind of took the date from somewhere and it kind of gets, you know, updated somehow to that. Um, I think it was just a genuine mistake. We have no idea if it's true, and I really – I would – I would be so surprised if they even slightly, even remotely get close to releasing it in 2020. October 2020 would be very generous. And now th and that's even at the time from what we knew at all um, about like what's happening, in, you know, current events wise. Like, I don't think anything major um, down the road won't be affected by what's happening in the world today. So that might even further yes. delay a game like Metroid Prime 4. So. Yeah, October 20, there's absolutely no way. You quote me on that. There's absolutely no, no way that Metroid Prime 4, like AJ Styles will defeat The Undertaker in a Boneyard match before <laughs> Metroid Prime 4 comes out in October 2020. Uh, shout out to that Boneyard match. If you guys are, are listening to this and haven't watched the Boneyard match, what are you what are you waiting for? It was so good. I, I loved it, but, um, you know, and that's, so, yeah. see, that's something I was waiting for Boneyard, not Boneyard Taker, wow, uh, Biker Taker for so long, and it was so great. That's how Metro Prime 4 is going to be. We're waiting so long, and then it fights AJ Styles in a, in the back of a farm or whatever, and it's going to be sick. It's going to be great. So, I, like, I wasn't even going to report this uh, or, or include this supposed October 2020 timeline or release date in our in our timeline here, but, like, some big sites picked up the story, like Den of Geek, Games Radar um uh tech radar like a lot of different sites like reported this news and i was i, I was the same way i was reading this and i was like you're out of your mind like there's no way yeah that even even if the game was like 90 percent done you just said it current events in the world are going to we've already seen it the last of us 2 was just delayed um indefinitely because they couldn't get distribution right not even because oh, is that why it's a game related issue I mean, I'm reading between the lines. That's what I'm assuming. Okay. It was it was kind of distribution or like packaging it, but but yeah. So I'm I'm reading that and then I'm like, there's there's no way that this game comes out in 2020. I I, I think 2021 is even kind of a stretch. Um, I I don't think that we see it at E3 this year. What about you? Well, or not E3. Well, I was gonna say I don't think we're gonna see anything have. at E3 this <laughs> yeah. year. Um, with how that went. Yeah, I I think that we probably. I could see getting another teaser this this year. Um, I don't think we're going to see any gameplay in 2020. I don't think we're going to see much substance of anything re related to Metroid Prime 4 in 2020. I think now, like you said earlier, where they kind of like prematurely let us know about Metroid Prime 4 and kind of shot themselves in the foot by now the development is screwed up, which you know we wouldn't have known about had they not told us about the game existing so early in advance and going against their usual um, way of doing things. I think now that that's that's happened, they probably have learned from that. So they probably won't <laughs> tell us about anything unless they're really yep. certain that they can show it and tell us. Um, so yeah, I'm not expecting much this year. I would like, yeah, I would love just hey, just give me 
five seconds of something, 10 seconds, maybe a, a short cinematic or something. Um, show me Samus jumping out of the ship. I don't know. Uh, very, very little, though. I really don't expect to see much until probably like early 2021. At least. Yep, I'm, I'm with you. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's put on our absolute guessing caps here and let's let's go for the fences, man. Like, if you had to guess right now when Metroid Prime Four comes out, what do you think? Um, oof. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be September of oh man, I think it's gonna be September of twenty twenty one. I think that's no, nah, no. I can't say that. That even feels so oh, early. I, I think it's, I was gonna say holiday twenty twenty two. Yeah, that I think after after I said it, I was like, damn, September twenty twenty one is still seems very close to me. So holiday twenty two twenty two though, like that seems so it far. seems so far. Yeah, man. I don't know. That's so hard. I would hope. I I mean, if it's good, it's good. I can wait. But I would put, really put hope this not into have perspective. To wait that long. We'll have over 100 episodes of Omega Metroid podcast by holiday 2022. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go with September 2021. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope. I'm going to be optimistic, which I usually am not when this question comes up. I think almost every time I've been asked this, I would agree with what you've said. And I've said, you know, holiday 2022 or early 2022 or mid 2022. Something like that seems like what could happen. But you know what? No, I'm going to put the positive energy out there. I want it to speak it into the world. September 2021, please, Metroid Gods, Metroid Prime 4, at least sometime in 2021 or tw early 2022 would be good too. Wow. Too many twos. We got to move on to the next decade already. This is too much. Um, I'm glad that you are being the ray of light because I'm kind of being, uh, I'm kind of being dark cloud spateri here, raining all over everything. But I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's coming probably that right. soon. Yeah, you're probably right. I think you're. I think you're right, but I th I want to believe in in what I've said. <laughs> I I want to believe in what you've said too. But I think um, you're it makes right. Me, it makes me feel better that you're saying it. How about that? Oh yeah, there you go. I, I, you know, I, I gotta do what I gotta do. I'll take one for the team. One of the most uh, incredible, wild, and unprecedented like release windows in the history of Nintendo for. For any game, any generation that I can think of, I can't ever remember a game like Metroid Prime 4 that was announced so early, breaking Nintendo tradition, backfired so spectacularly that they had to restart the whole thing, that Nintendo basically came out and apologized to fans. We're used to seeing them apologize for a delay, but we're not used to seeing them apologize for a game being so bad that they had to restart development. So just, man, just at, like unprecedented is the word that I keep coming back to. Um, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're talking sooner rather than later on this podcast about Metroid prime four and our reactions to it and our, and our hands-on experiences. But um, who knows, I guess we'll have to wait for potentially a long time. I don't even know if it's going to be shown in June, but um, of course we're going to, we're going to stick with it. Any piece of Metroid prime four news, you can definitely expect us to, uh, to cover that Dak, anything uh that you want to that you want to say to kind of put a bow on this week's episode before we get out of here all i can say is that whatever game it ends up uh turning out to be whether it's a switch game or maybe it's a nintendo vr game or something like that or something crazy 
Um, I hope it's well worth it because I've been waiting for this game for so long. I'm really ready for a new Metroid Prime game, as we all are. Um, so I really hope we get some news, and I am looking forward to the next time we talk about Metroid Prime 4 because we've got a lot of time, it seems, and a lot to talk about on it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next part of Mania tonight as well. Very excited about that. And oh, yes. maybe at the end of that show, uh, you know, someone comes out and, and lets us know when Metroid Prime 4 is coming out, and it'll be sponsored by by Vince himself. So who knows? We'll we'll see. I'm excited though. I hope we can talk about Metroid Prime 4 again soon. And I, I can't wait for whatever news comes out. I hope it comes out soon. I hope it's not 2022. Hope we get it in 2021. But you're probably right. We'll we'll see though. And I hope, of course, Ridley's in it because if Ridley's not in Metroid Prime 4, heads will roll. Heads will roll. According to me, I'll be tight. But yeah, that's all I got. Couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I agree. I want Ridley, and I want Creed. By God, I want it all. Let's do it. Um, Everybody. I, I yeah. Everybody's here. Perfect. Perfect way to to end the show right there. Um, so yeah, that you know, it's fascinating, and uh, we hope that you guys are with us on this fascinating ride that is Metroid Prime Four and its release, and uh, you know, we'll see how it uh, how it turns out. We hope that this episode turned out really well. I think it did. I'm gonna I'm gonna give our, ourselves a pat on the back. Um, we want you to check us out over on Twitter. We are at Omega Metroid Pod. I myself am at Spateria316. Dak is at the Rapture underscore. Wherever you get your podcast, uh, Podbean, iTunes, check us out over on there. Leave us a five-star review if you think we've earned it. Like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend. Uh, if you got a Metroid fan in your life that is dying for some Metroid uh, talk, news, anything, uh, let them know about the Omega Metroid podcast. Shout out to our buddies over at Metroid Database for always sharing our stuff. We appreciate that. Um, that's it for this week. We are going to be back next week. Until then, stay safe, everybody, and uh, we will see you then. <laughs>